parish orphans, retrogrades, and black people in America, black people around the world. Greetings to you. I bring to you today another solo rules for retrogrades, and it's high time that from me, a white person, I address in the fashion of Netflix, a monolithic fashion from one race to another, the, the black people. And I'm a, a Catholic white boy, as racist Montrezl Harris on the Clippers called Luka Doncic, the future greatest player in the NBA in a year or two. He called him this to zero retribution by the league, no fine, no slap on the hand even, nothing. Dead silence by the league. Time to address race relations, the lies by the mainstream media, and of course, what's going on in Wisconsin today. Now, there's another story that happened about two and a half weeks ago. It was the, ostensibly it was a hate crime. On August 9th in Wilson, North Carolina, a black man named Darius Sessoms in cold blood killed his next door neighbor, little five-year-old Cannon Hinnant. And there has been basic silence from the media because it was a black man in cold blood killing a little five-year-old, his next-door neighbor. Ostensibly, he had had dinner and drinks with the father the night before. There's no floated, reported, or even speculated motive for the murder, but it is a black-on-white murder in cold blood with crickets from the mainstream media. And, and dear black people, since, since the video is named that, I'd ask you to look as the Milwaukee Bucks game is canceled tonight because of the police shooting, which is causing so much ruckus, and I'm going to address that later. You have to look at a perspective that might be different from your own. The later part of the video will be more like Dear Black Lives Matter. But I want to just show you some statistics which don't lie. You're not getting them from the mainstream media, and, and see what you think, because they're unanswerable under the narrative that the mainstream media is giving you. A, a white boy killed, a little boy actually, not just the racist term being thrown around by Montrezl Harris last week against the future best player of the NBA, was killed in cold blood by this Darius Sessoms. You haven't heard anything, and you're not going to. It happened in North Carolina on August the 9th. Why does this matter? Black people in America say that they wake up, I'm talking about people like LeBron James, they wake up afraid of the police every day. This is outrageous from one perspective. From another perspective, it makes sense. You know why? Because I am a white man, and as long as I was old enough to drive, 16 years old, growing up in Texas, me and all my white friends, and I, I had some black friends too, them, them included, my white and my black friends were all equally afraid of the police. And I got pulled over basically every weekend without cause. I had a bunch of stickers on the back of my car. One of them was a straight edge sticker, a, a Japanime kid with an X on his fist, so they shouldn't have thought that I was on drugs. It didn't stop them from pulling me over, messing with me, pulling us out of the car. If I was with my buddy a lot of times, I would get pulled out of his car, even if I was in the front seat, messed with, harassed. You don't hear this narrative much, this counter-narrative, and it needs to be said. Black people don't have a monopoly on being afraid of police. They're agents of the state, and as libertarians say, the state and the police actors on behalf of the state have a monopoly on violence, so you have to comply with them 
readily or, or, you know, a lot of times the sometimes sub average IQ police officer will mess with you. And I was, I've never been one to get along with cops that much. All of my friends seemed to have the point of view being described as the sole intellectual property by LeBron James of black people. It's just wrong. Cops are someone, it, it means trouble. You're either going to get a ticket or worse. So all of this outpouring of love in the, the dichotomy between love for police or love for ex-criminals, ex-cons who are getting shot because they're not complying with police, we'll talk about this as we get further into the video, is a false dichotomy. There's also a bunch of law, generally law-abiding people. I got into some mischief in my youth. Maybe we'll even talk about that. But nothing serious. Law-abiding people get pulled over by the cops and it means trouble. So you got to keep your hands visible, go through the whole protocol, which your dad should have told you, and we're going to talk about dads in this video as well, to avoid getting falsely shot by cops, particularly when you grow up in Texas the way I did. That, but you're not hearing that narrative, are you? What you don't hear is that from 1976 to 2005, 94% of black victims of homicide were killed by who? 94, that's 19 out of 20 black victims. Who? Crickets? Black people. Black people. Black people, you're killing each other 19 out of 20 times. That's not acceptable given the, the proportionalism that we expect and given the ruckus that's that's being created, not all by black people, but by stupid, uh, well, Montrezl Harris would call them bitch-ass white boys. Luka Doncic happens to be the best future player in the NBA, but except I'm talking the real bitch-ass white boys of BLM and Antifa who are getting shot now because they're going into the suburbs and they're taking on the wrong people, so they're getting shot in the head. But these white boys, which I know aren't your fault, black people. I got a lot of black friends, unlike a lot of the, the white people that won't have these honest conversations with you who don't have black friends. Those people are afraid to say that from, from 76 to 2005, 94% of black victims were killed by other blacks. So it's really strange when we hear that it's a major systemic problem in America that blacks are being killed by police left and right. Well, how many unarmed blacks were killed in 2019 by police? Far less than white, nine. All but two of them were clear that they were the, the cops were in danger, even though the, the black men, seven out of those nine, uh, were, were posing a threat to the cops. It, it, and that's gonna come out in this in this uh, Wisconsin case as well, though we don't we don't have the exact statistics. I'll talk about it in more detail later in the video. So two, two questionably justifiable cases of a cop killing an uh, unarmed black guy in 2019. That's the most recent data. 28, uh, 2020 is not over yet, of course. So from my, I guess you would call it, because you are into the identity politics. For me, I, I don't really care about race or color, but, but, but the people out there that are watching this getting offended, you do. There's far more unjustified cop killings of unarmed white people than black people. Forget whether or not the, the uh, person being shot by the cop is a victim, uh, sorry, is unarmed. And let's go through 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. 457 whites were shot by cops in 2017 to 223 blacks. These, many of these were armed, as you 
compare it to my last statistic I just read. You can put that together. 2018, 399 whites uh, to 209 blacks were shot in 2018. 2019, 370 whites, 235 blacks. And 2020 so far, it's 215 whites to 111 blacks. When you compose the statistics in a way that deliberates whether or not they're, they're armed slain victims or shot victims by the cops, I guess they're not victims, I guess defendants, then the numbers drop way low and it's only nine. That's not a systemic problem. How come in all of these cases, from case to case, I don't want to go around all of the, the shootings that everyone's talked about, the three big cases over the last four months, how come the, the decedent or the, the shot black man is never like a model citizen? If it's a systemic problem, then the black man who's getting shot by the cops ought to be a model citizen. And there are tons and tons of black model citizens. I'm friends with a couple. I'm lucky enough to call myself the friends of, of um, a few different black model citizens or Americans. Some of my favorite people in the world. But it's never that case, right? It's always a child, an alleged child rapist with a warrant out for his arrest. In the case of the Wisconsinian, a, 14, a rape of a 14-year-old girl. Or in the case of, you know, that started all of this madness over the summer, George Floyd, he had, he had just a whole rap sheet of violent crimes, you know, sticking a gun into a, a white woman's stomach. So if you're wondering why people aren't up at arms, like LeBron James is, like the China shill, the National Basketball Association, Association is, why aren't they up at arms? It's like, well, the people getting shot are, are, are bad guys. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know if this computes to people out there, but it's a whole, it's a whole different class of phenomenon or occurrence when the police shot, like when the female officer who probably shouldn't have female police officers. That's a whole other video, and I got a book coming out on that, No Christian Feminism, later in the year coming out. That's, I'm not going to do that today. But when she busts in the wrong apartment and kills. A dude, I think it was a black dude, just because the apartment structure mirrored uh, the third floor, fourth floor. It mirrored the fourth floor and the third floor. She just comes in guns blazing. That's well, that's pure incompetence. Many cops have lower than average intelligence. I'm not defending that. I'm not really a big defender of the cops. I have a, a libertarian streak, especially as it comes to the armed agents of the state who have a monopoly on violence. I'm just saying, I don't know why more white people aren't, aren't out there saying, I'm not fond of getting pulled over and having to interact with this guy either. It doesn't mean I hate cops. One of my best friends in the world is a black cop, a big tough dude, my friend in Idaho. But generally speaking, I'm not a huge fan, and I haven't been since I started driving, of cops because I was out late playing rock and roll in the clubs in Deep Ellum, Texas, and they'd always mess with me for no reason, even though... I didn't even drink when I played in a rock band, and I've never done drugs. And I had a, a drug-free sticker on the back of my car because I was a youth. I had long hair with skateboard stickers, and I was out late, and I was something of a wise-ass when they pulled me over. I was always in trouble. I didn't always follow the protocols, and it landed me in more trouble than I needed to be, and that's what's happening with a lot of these people. But think about this. In 2013, and this is very uh, standard by today's 
statistics. In 2013, over 72% of blacks in America were born out of wedlock, outside. This makes them the number spike for crime rate, for poverty rate. You're eight times more likely to be impoverished if you can't keep it in your pants and wait to have sex or to have a baby until you get married. Eight times more likely to be impoverished. Don't blame that on me. Blame that on yourself. You, it's just a fact. Through the races, anyone who gets their girlfriend pregnant is eight times more likely to be impoverished. That's staggering. And with the poverty, you, you, the left tries to say crime follows naturally. It doesn't because black crime rate, crime rate was lower when the black socioeconomic status on average was lower in the 40s and 50s. So it doesn't follow that way. But the point is now it's closer to three out of four, 75% of blacks are born out of wedlock don't know their fathers. All of this stuff is supposed to come from the fathers. I'm a, I'm a Catholic philosopher. It's very clear what the numbers do to even Catholics, like with mass attendance and things like that, that you're not interested in when there's not a father making people go to mass. When it's just your mom dragging you to mass, boys don't listen to that because the mom's not, not the general. The father's the general. When they see their father going to mass, the numbers are like eight times higher that they'll still go to Mass when they have a father that's going and modeling it. Black crime rates were way lower in the 40s and 50s, like I said, when black poverty was higher. So it's not the fault of poverty, but all these bad things, depression, suicide, crime, further wedlock, your kid will get pregnant out of wedlock. All of these things, and, and, and many more measures, standard socioeconomic measures, are spiked when you have 75%, three out of four, out of wedlock birth rate. So, so black people, you need to hear this. Maybe you're in the 25% that, that doesn't, but three out of four, you need to hear this. Is there an NBA jersey for this statistic? Can there be? Blacks commit violent crimes at seven to 10, depending on the year, seven to 10 times the rate that whites do. No one's telling you that. And I know that the black people listening to this are not like out there doing the crimes themselves, but you have to talk about it. And I won't say something gay like in your community because you're in my community. We're in the same community, man, in America. America's cities and suburbs. That's, that's your community. If you go to church at a Protestant church or go to church at a Catholic church, then that's really where you're talking about it. it you know, getting donuts after mass or after church or whatever on Sunday if you're Protestant. Blacks committed 52% of the homicides between 1980 and 2018 despite composing just 13% of the population. I know you might have heard this somewhere along the way. Do you understand what an embarrassment that is? Four times higher crime rate at violent crimes, the ones that really matter, than your portion of the population ought to be committing. Across the same time frame, whites, who are really being vilified here by pretty much all of the mainstream press, all of the NBA, the NFL, a lot of politicians even, Democrats and Republicans, Netflix, Whites committed 45% of homicides, even though they com compose 77% of the population. So it's way lower than it ought to be expected. That, there has to be some account for this. Blacks are, in my ex-home near L.A. where I live, blacks are 10% of the population in L.A., but committed 42% of the robberies and 34% of the felonies, even though you're only 10% of the population. Got to account for that, man. You can't just leave that out there. If you're an honest person, those numbers have to be accounted for, my friends.
Whites, on the other hand, they make up 29% of the city's population and commit only 5% of its robberies and 13% of its felonies, so lower than you'd expect. That's something. It's, and, and those numbers were lower when blacks lived in higher relative poverty rates. So, it's, so you're being lied to by the same party, the Democrats and the liberals that run the media, that want you never to be born, according to Margaret Sanger, that designed Planned Parenthood to kill, to extirpate you from the population. I hate that. I hate abortion. I hate race politics. I want everyone to be born. I want all races to have big families. I want all races to come to the foot of the cross to, to kiss the feet of sweet Jesus. The way a lot of blacks in the South are still Christians. That's great. But we need to embrace those values and start to hold to account the wicked serpents running the national media and running places like Planned Parenthood that want to kill you blacks before you're born. And in some places, it's well over 50% of black babies who are conceived are slaughtered. Why is there not a jersey for that in the NBA? You got to ask. I'm a hooper, man. I don't like boycotting the NBA, but I have to. I'm going to talk about the Montrezl Harris, Luka Doncic thing in a second. I just don't want to lose all the Catholic trans who don't like sports. In New York City, blacks committed 75% of all shootings, 70% of all robberies, 66% of violent crime, despite only composing 23% of the population in that same year. Okay, this must be accounted for. And so those are statistics, but those do reflect the narrative and shadow narrative and the meta-narrative being put across by such stories, which are lead stories that have been buried, like the shooting of that five-year-old North Carolina boy by the black man. The media won't touch it. They want to stir up blacks because they, they really hate you. They're, they're using you as part of this narrative because they're Marxists to take over power. They want to kill you if they're big supporters of Planned Parenthood. How do I know? Because Margaret Sanger said as much. You know, don't do your own research. I can, I can only cite so much stuff here. I'm, I'm giving you stats, facts, and figures. I'll put some articles in the show notes. But if you see this, dear black people, then go do your own research. The Margaret Sanger thing is not a lie. Planned Parenthoods are selectively put in black and Mexican parts of cities for this reason. Okay, so we got this five-year-old kid killed. No one cares. You get these cons and ex-cons, not even all ex-cons, because in Wisconsin, the dude had had raped a 14-year-old girl, and there was a warrant out for his arrest. And everyone cares about these. That, well, how does that shake out? The media and the, the radical left wants a race war. But then let's just, just consult your own experience. Someone like Jay Williams, who's been awesome on this, who called out Montrezl Harris for being a racist, and, and he should have been suspended by the league, even though I don't like cancel culture. This tells a tale, too, and a lot of awesome black people have been really honest about this. I know from Twitter. Twitter's kind of saving the day because the mainstream media is run by such flying serpents that they won't tell these tales like what's been going on still in Wisconsin. I wouldn't have even known about it if I trusted the mainstream media. All these bitch-ass white boys of Antifa and BLM are getting capped in the face because they've gone to the suburbs and are 
taking on the wrong people. That's, so that's not, that's not the fault of black people. That's the fault of, of themselves. But the point is this. Last week, late last week, Montrezl Harris called Luka Doncic a bitch-ass white boy. White boy is a slur. It's a term of art, as you all know. I was a hooper. I know and was were, uh, referred to in racist terms many, many times. No one talks about this. I think Montrezl Harris said this while we're wearing a jersey saying, how many more? How many more what? How many more racists get to get away with it as covered by a large media cultural apparatus? Yeah, I agree. You're on the wrong end of that. You're the bad guy, Montrezl Harris. No fine from the NBA, no slap on the wrist, no word from Doc Rivers, who's like a social media activist. No, Luka Doncic was just amazing. The white guy that was called this, a future future MVP of the league, future serial MVP of the league, he was he accepted Montrezl Harris's apology the next day. But NBA analysts, social justice analysts like Kenny the Jet Smith, I, I can't even watch him anymore. As much as I love NBA on TNT, the only one who's telling the truth is Charles Barkley, and to some extent Ernie Johnson. But Kenny the Jet Smith is tripping all over himself to praise Montrezl Harris for apologizing. What's he got to apologize about? He should be, he should count himself lucky. If Luka Doncic had done this, he'd be canceled, done. Even though he's the greatest basketball player in the world in T minus 12 or maybe 24 months. He's the greatest in the world in a year or two. Luka Doncic would be done, right? This is the position of white folks. If you just get mad and he, he called him a bitch ass something back just to keep things even, not even that he thinks that, then he'd be canceled. And Montrezl Harris is covered for. Cover, his tracks are 100% covered. And you get Kenny Smith and the NBA, the, the muscular NBA apparatus, which shills for China. They should be shame-faced as they, as they shill for big China with human rights violations against Hong Kong. They say, speak out. That's one of the jerseys. And yet... They silence all the players and fans who want to speak out for little Hong Kong because the NBA sees dollars and cents and because the NBA has a, a soft spot for communists, the Chai Coms specifically. The NBA are the biggest hypocrites ever. And it's my favorite thing in the world, one of them, NBA basketball, and I have been boycotting this year. It's unacceptable. It's unfathomable what level of hypocrisy they've gone to. Montrezl Harris said back before the season, the extended part of the season began, he said, don't us people bleed like you, don't us people breathe the same air you do. But yet again, the color of our skin tells a story, right? That's why I'm back, my, he, he needs to say, that's why I'm back of my uniform. Bad grammar. That's why I'm back my uniform. I have replaced my name with how many more? How many more what? How many more racist remarks will you make and get away with because you're corrupt and the NBA is corrupt? Is that what you meant? How many more five-year-old white kids will be shot by black men and the media covers it up because the media is racist against whites and trying to stoke the flames of a race war? How many more uh, people in Hong Kong will be oppressed by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, and killed, dragged away to camps before the NBA will allow fans at freaking Houston Rockets games to speak out? How many more what? 
How many more Planned Parenthoods have to open up targeting black people by the left with the left, with black people mostly thinking that the left is on their side? How many more black babies have to be murdered? How many more white five-year-olds have to be murdered? It's, it's unreal. So the NBA really needs to, they're, they're paying the price now. They need to pay the ultimate price. They need to have take a real hit. People need to boycott. And I never, ever call for boycotts. I haven't boycotted a lot of stuff that other traditional Catholics have. They need to take a hit for this. The Luka Doncic thing. Even the Hong Kong thing earlier in the year with corrupt moron LeBron James. Overrated, the most overrated athlete in the history of sports. LeBron James has taken to social media on this Wisconsin thing, not a word about the outright videotaped racism. And so many black people on Twitter have been awesome on this. Of Montrezl Harris against the future MVP of the league, Luka Doncic. And Luka was an angel about it. Really shouldn't, shouldn't have. Because you should accept someone's apology once they've paid proportional justice. They've put, paid their just desserts. This hasn't been given yet. He needs to be canceled. If you're going to go with cancel culture, which I don't like, then Montrezl Harris needs to be canceled. If it were the other way around, his career should be. He's not much of a basketball player anyway. He's a good defender. He's an okay defender. He needs, he deserves, oh, he's only 20. Okay. Well, I mean, Luka Doncic is the same age. And he would have, he'd be doxxed. They'd be saying, run him out of town on a rail. He'd never be allowed to play basketball again, even though he's the future of the league. He's the future of basketball. Not Montrezl Harris is a nobody. But bitch-ass white boy, Luka Doncic, would be canceled if he said the same thing in reverse. If he said, you know, something about anything about the color of Montrezl Harrell's skin, um, even if he didn't say bitch-ass. It's, it's unreal stuff. It's outrageous. So now the rest of the video is going to be Dear Black Lives Matter, rather than Dear Black People. Something for you to consider. Those statistics are damning. You guys, but if, we're, if we're dealing in blocks, which I don't think of people because I reject uh, identity politics, but if we're dealing in blocks of demographics, then, which I don't like, then you guys need to get together, stop having babies out of, bed, out of wedlock to the tune of, you know, three out of four. And stop committing so many violent crimes compared to the other blocks of other demographics. Now, I know not every white black person watching this needs to do any of that. A lot of them have a cleaner, cleaner, metaphorical, spiritual, moral home than I do. So, so if this doesn't apply to you and whatever. But I'm just saying, if you're going to go with the system of identity politics where we don't think of individuals the way MLK wanted, and the Catholic Church wants, if we think of them in terms of some accidental property of that individual, like, well, you're, you're a black, I'm a white. If we're going to do that, then you guys got to get together and reform a new game plan because it's failing. And it's no one's fault, not, not leastways white people's fault, but your own. The only way white people are, are at fault are the corny, boring, fake gay white people, mostly who live out in the suburbs, and the corny, boring, fake gay hipsters who live in the cities that won't have honest conversations with you because they don't really respect you and they don't have black friends and they don't have honest conversations with their corny, boring, suburban or urban white friends. They're just corny, boring people. 
But I'm trying to be honest now, and I'm saying, dear black people, if we're thinking about ourselves in demographic terms, where it's you, us, which isn't how I think, then clean up your house, you know? Get together with people in, quote unquote, your community, as the Marxists want us to say. I don't usually talk that way. Get to, be, to get together with people in your community and say, hey, why, why aren't we keeping it in our pants? This makes us eight times more likely to be impoverished. This, according to even the left, allegedly causes higher crime rates. I reject that. But it does have some sort of correlation. It makes people depressed. It messes them up. They, they don't go to church as much without fathers who are going to church. Mothers are trying to do the job of fathers, and they fail every time, just as fathers trying to do the jobs of mothers would fail every time. Okay, so that's dear, dear black people. Now this portion is... Dear Black Lives Matter. See, when I'm addressing dear black people, I'll say, hey, friends, friends, friends and well-wishers. Here's my perspective. But now I'm dealing with dear Black Lives Matter. I was fired on June 3rd for saying that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization <clears throat> because the FBI designated them thus in 2017. And I was right. Boy, have I been vindicated like several times over. Now everyone's saying it has become the trend. I was just the coal mine canary back on June 3rd when I got fired. And I think even Fox News, who was going to have me on one of its shows, I won't say which, one of its big news shows, but was mad at me that I critiqued Fox News for that same time period, late May, early June. They kept saying peaceful protests, which is a lie. There are no peaceful protests to speak of all late spring or early summer or late summer. It's a lie. Mainstream media lies. There's no peaceful protests here. They're all inorganic, George Soros front group funded terror, terror groups. Whether we're talking the, uh, the bitch-ass white boys of BLM, Black Lives Matter, or of Antifa. They are hate groups there to commit mayhem and violence and murder in the streets to kill cops. They tried to burn down a police station last night in Wisconsin. In Seattle, rioters tried to seal police... Oh, sorry, this was in Seattle. They tried to seal police precinct door before they allegedly lit a fire outside the police guild. Everyone knows what's going to happen. Look at J.R. Smith, the NBA player, who saw a little bitch-ass white boy doing something to his car. He wailed on him. That was awesome. That was awesome. I mean, that was so, so great. You should have given it to him worse than that. And, and uh, the guy deserved worse than that. But he caught him doing something to his car. This little punk white kid that was Anna for a BLM, I forget. This is the beginning of the summer. And he wailed on him. Awesome. But, I mean, come on, J.R. Smith understands that. If J.R. Smith was a cop or his brother was a cop or, like, my friend in Idaho who's a, a black cop, if, if someone's trying to seal the door and to arson them. That's, that's attempted murder. Those, those people have it coming. That's just, that's the state of the law. It's a hundred percent understandable. And so I, I think you don't want to create a new subclass of people named police officer, even though I told you, I'm not, I'm not a big backer of the blue, but we do have to acknowledge hum, police officers are human beings. Some precincts Look for selectively low-intelligence human beings. Not all. But even if they're low-intelligence human beings, they're still human beings. We don't... I mean, black people out there, you wouldn't support the selected killing of 
police officers. That's that's ridiculous. Seal them in their their police building and arson them, light it on fire, and hope that they die. No, that's that's uh, that's murderers. That's Black Lives Matter, and, and no one who's decent supports that. Get real. Riders allegedly attempted to seal the door of this precinct with boards, rebar, and quick-dry cement that reportedly trapped officers inside on Monday night in Seattle, according to police union official. Officers reportedly had to kick their way out of the East Precinct. I mean, these are human beings. They had to kick their way out of the precinct while pro protesters allegedly assembled and tried to set a fire outside the door. I think what this shows you is that these people are intent on killing police officers. Yes, this is a not ingenious statement. President of the Seattle Police Officers Guild, Mike Solon said, K-I-R-O-7 reporter. Like I said, they're human beings, they're not geniuses. This is not a great analysis or anything, but yes, they have no right to try to kill police officers. And that's definitely what they're doing. He referred to the incident as clear domestic terrorism, which I got, I got fired theology department chairman in California before I moved out here on June 3rd for saying it's clear domestic terrorism. Now everyone's on my bandwagon, by the way. Now the country is, as Joe Biden supporters are crying out at some of these rallies, as Don Lemon was crying out last night on TV, stop, you're going to, if you guys hate Donald Trump, you're going to get him reelected. Keep it up. Keep it up. People are sick of these little punks in the streets. They are really, really sick of it. I mean, it's clear. It's clear they're sick of it. Now, I'm not saying that these are, these are kind of the corny, boring, toothless, fangless white people in the suburbs that would never have a conversation like this, or, or in the herbs, the gentrified area of the herbs, you know, the yuppies. Those people have no, they, they have no balls. Those people have no teeth. So I'm not saying they're going to like rise up in in some vigilante justice. I'm not. I'm not even saying that would be good. I don't want to get in trouble. But they're not going to do that. That's not what I'm claiming. I'm just saying at the ballot box, even these kind of cowardly types in the suburbs and the gentrified parts of the cities, if they're anywhere near the center, they're going to vote for Donald Trump. Now I think that's a good thing. So it's kind of like keep it up. But I mean, you be the judge on that one. We're being held hostage by a group of 100 to 150 people that are bent on destroying the city and hurting police officers, Solon said. That's in, in Seattle, Washington. In Kentucky, and I'm getting to the Jacob Blake thing in Wisconsin at the end. Moron LeBron James says this is really important, even though he wouldn't say one word about actual racism in his actual NBA community. He's talking about places across the country. Los Angeles to... Wisconsin, that's not his community. Being black doesn't make you in the same community as someone. If you're black and you live near me in Mississippi, you're in my community. Particularly if you go to my Catholic church. But I mean, if you're, I don't care about your, the color of your skin. LeBron James isn't in your community. He would never give you the time of day. He's talking about it because he's been, he's a moron. He's an IQ 90 moron. And he's been politically baited. He's been politically charged and now he's talking, he, does, he has no clue what he's saying, and he ignores these two guys that he knows, Luka, that he's hugged, that he slapped high fives with, that he's played against, Luka Doncic and Montrezl Harris. They're actually in his small professional community, like 350 players or so, and he knows Luka quite well, and I'm sure he knows Montrezl Harris quite well because they're cross-town rivals, Clippers, Lakers. 
he could actually address Montrezal Harris and say, hey man, you're contradicting this whole stupid non-proportional ruckus the NBA is making about equality and all that. And you're, you're just, you're, 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 you're giving away the lie that the NBA doesn't give a damn about equality. The NBA props up, and this is what white people are saying increasingly, props up a double standard. And some, some people on Twitter and social media will say, don't they see it's a double standard? It's, of course they see. It's not that anyone has overlooked the raging double standard. Black people can get away with things white people can't. That's true black privilege. Of course they see that. They're the makers, the generators, the engenderers of the race war who are doing this all for their profit and their ideology. They, yes, they know what they're doing. That's like asking what were, were, were Stalinist USSR spies. Do they know they're spying on it? Yes, they're very smart. They're very motivated. They're using you people. They're using these people, using blacks. They're using whites. They're, they're, they're stirring up hatred. There should be no hatred among us. We're all Americans. We're all legal Americans. We share a culture, right? I'm Italian and Scottish. I, I, I share much more in common with every American black person watching this because of our shared American culture than I do with people in Scotland or Italy. You share more in common with me than you do with people in Africa, right? Go watch Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle on this. You have much more in common with me. I'm a former basketball player, a big basketball fan. It just forget that, an American, right? I like rock and roll. I was a former rock and roller. 12-bar blues, heavily influenced by blacks. I don't even have to go through it all. We're in the same community, not people in Italy or Africa with, with me or you, respectively. It's ridiculous. So there are more than 60 arrested at the Breonna Taylor protest in Louisville, Kentucky. And LeBron James is opening his hapless mouth about this. National Review reports police on Tuesday arrested 68 protesters in Louisville, Kentucky, this is five days ago, who were participating in a demonstration over the death of Breonna Taylor. The arrests came at the end of a four-day event dubbed Breonna Con, organized by the New York-based social justice organization Intel Freedom. All of these social justice organizations are downward funded, they're top-down, corrupt funded by, by the same people that support Planned Parenthood, look it up. The same leftist, the radical left who loves Planned Parenthood, which wants to extirpate, eliminate black people from society. These are those same groups. They're not grassroots. And they are disingenuous, disingenuous, disingenuous. And LeBron James has no clue. He's a useful idiot. He's being used. Don't listen to him. Listen to stats. Don't listen to me either. Check my stats. Check my facts. Check my figures. Check everything. Research it. Go do it. That'll tell you who's real and who's fake. Now, with regard to the crown gem here, Jacob Blake, we're waiting for the facts on this. They're intentionally being withheld because the media is wicked and they're withholding this. But new video shows Jacob Blake in struggle with Kenosha, Wisconsin officers before the shooting wasn't shown initially because they wanted to stir people up, get them mad, and then two days later release video. 
right? They're doing that. They're gonna, there's, there's more video, more facts that are going to come out, but they want to get the people mad, get them in the streets nightly first, even if it means those people, stupid morons that are going to get killed, that are getting capped in the head and dying. They don't care. This is what the left does. The radical left stirs these people up. They don't care that it's going to kill some moron, 21, 22, 23-year-old person making a bad decision kicking down a gate in front of City Hall or the police office, uh, pre police precinct, setting it on fire. These are dumb young people that are going to die because they're idiotic. If they're, they're attacking guys with, with ARs. The, uh, but the facts are coming out. We're waiting for them, so I don't want to say that much. Daily Wire reports a new video that surfaced on Monday seems to provide more content to the altercation which led to an officer-involved shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin over the weekend. The video, which first appeared online, showed the conflict between Jacob Blake and Kenosha police officers from a different angle. An angle not visible in the first video, captured by a bystander. Although the new footage does not seem to change the narrative surrounding the incident, it does show that Blake and several of the officers engaged in a struggle before police drew their guns. Following the events captured here, Blake apparently freed himself from officers, ran to the other side of the SUV, in the previous viral video, Blake can be seen reaching down through the vehicle's open driver's side door while an officer pulls on the back of Blake's shirt. Remember when I talked about getting pulled over by cops? If I'd have done this, I'd have been shot in the back. If I ran to my car and reached for something, which officers are trained, irrespective of the race of the person they're apprehending, to consider a weapon, they're trained that way, military's trained that way too, show me your hands, I'd have been shot. Can that sink in? For all the geniuses out there that didn't know this, if you don't show an officer your hands, and I, I had a father, which sets me apart from many of the people maybe that don't know this, but I had a father that taught me, put your hands on the steering wheel when you get pulled over once a weekend, which I did in North Dallas in Texas when I was a teenager, a rock and roll teenager in high school and college, out late every night, playing the clubs in North Dallas, going back to Plano, Texas. The cops hated young people. They weren't particularly nice. I, if I, I was, I was more scared of the cops than probably LeBron James. I don't know, but it doesn't take a genius to figure out if you run out, you fight the cops, you run to grab something in your car. They're trained. It's a matter of historical fact to presume that's a gun because they are not a big cop booster guy but they're human beings they want to get home to their families a lot of them are dumb a lot of them might be jerks to young people or whatever it's more a young person versus cop thing than black person versus cop but they want to get home can you blame them that was probably i i guess at least a 50 percent chance that was a weapon can you not understand that Following the events, Blake apparently freed himself, ran to the other side. In the previous viral video, Blake can be seen reaching down, so you even saw that when you overreacted to it, through the vehicle's open driver's side door while an officer pulls on the back of Blake's shirt. As Blake struggles away from the officer, the officer who is holding a gun fires several shots, striking, striking Blake in the back. Now, once you open fire, many of you guys might not train with guns. You're trying to put the person down. That's not, it's not mean, it's not excessive, whatever. You don't want a firefight. You don't want to even 
draw down on someone. My buddy, the black cop who now lives in Idaho, does not. He, he said drawing down on someone. It doesn't matter if you're a big, tough guy. That's scary because then you're one less degree of separation away from opening fire, and then you're just emptying, emptying the clip. Cops don't even try to do this. Their heart rate's just going. So LeBron James weighs in on this, this understandable situation with this bad guy. Whether or not he deserved to die remains to be seen, Jacob Blake. We don't know, but he was a bad guy. It raped, uh, allegedly, a 14-year-old girl. LeBron James weighs in, and y'all wonder why we say what we say about the police. Someone please tell me WTF is this. Exactly another black man being targeted. Now, now, genius LeBron James might not understand the statistics that I read you before. Nine unarmed black men were shot by cops in 2019. And like seven of them charged the officer to try to grab his weapon. Only two, or even a case, two in one year is not a systemic problem. A bunch of cons or ex-cons during an arrest or after an arrest, that also is not evidence of a big problem. If it's a big problem, the way LeBron James is describing that he wakes up terrified about it, disingenuous, disingenuous. Let me be the first to say it. He's being disingenuous. If any cop I've ever heard of saw LeBron James, they'd be trembling with excitement asking for his autograph. And, and he knows this. If there was a systemic problem, then you'd see a lot more classy college professor black guys getting shot by cops. Why does that never happen? Hmm? I'm waiting for an answer. You all know. It only happens to ex-cons and current cons where people are coming for their arrest. They raped a 14-year-old girl. They're going to they're gonna evade arrest because they don't want to go to prison for life. And they figure, I'll, I'll die here or have a bad life in prison. So let's, let's be real here. All this talk about being real in the urban culture or whatever, the NBA culture, no one's real. It's, uh, this, this shit is so wrong and so sad, he says, LeBron James. Feel so sorry for him. His family and our people, we want justice. Well, well, but the cops were there for justice, LeBron. The cops were there for justice, man. They were there for serving a, a, a warrant. You know, and there's this alleged rape situation. What about believing all women, which the left already has told us that that's the standard they follow, the radical left. They believe all women. What about this 14-year-old girl that this 28 or 29-year-old guy had allegedly raped? So tonight, the NBA is bowing again, postponing the playoff game, because the Bucks refused to play in protest of Jacob Blake. Well, this should be an L if they don't want to play. If they're, if they're going to be crybabies and not play a game, that's their job. That's fine. That's, this is a free country. It's a free country. No one says that anymore. But you get an L. You don't have to postpone the whole game because you want to defend a criminal who might or might not have been justly killed. The facts need to come out, but the facts need to be seen. Okay, so in Wisconsin last night, it got wild in Kenosha, which is like more suburban than urban. So they promised midsummer they're going to start targeting the suburbs around the country, and that's what's happening. And they're 
Not all of the people in the suburbs, my friends, are bitch-ass white boys, as Montrezl Harris said. Some of them are firing back. Win, lose, or draw, like it or lump it, whether it's legally justified or not, is a very finely parsed issue, depending on the different several states' laws on what you're allowed to do in self-defense. It's different state to state. Defending property, defending yourself, defending others. I'm not getting into that. That's a quagmire. But let me just say this. Like it or lump it, some people are not bitch-ass white boys, and they're firing back. Right? A cap to the dome. And that, that was happening last night, as you saw. Kenosha County board members urge Wisconsin government to deploy additional National Guardsmen. This is only on the National Review because there are so few places we'll even report this. They report local politicians from Kenosha, Wisconsin, pleaded with Governor Tony Evers to send additional National Guard service members to the city following three consecutive nights of rioting over the death of Chris Blake. Rioters have burned local businesses to the ground and committed other acts of vandalism, while apparent clashes between rioters and citizens protecting businesses led to two shooting deaths. There are currently 250 guardsmen deployed to Kenosha. However, White House staffers claimed that Governor Evers resisted an offer from the federal government to send 5,000 additional service members. Now, as regards the carnage in Kenosha, National Review is reporting that Following, again, National Review. Following police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, it's very hot in here. I'm not sweating because of the subject matter. I'm, I'm cool under the collar with that. Hot in the new rules for Etchegrade Studio. Following the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha on Sunday evening, the small city was subjected to looting, riots, and arson on Monday. Again, when you, whether you like it or not, whether it's justified or not, when the looting starts, the shooting is going to start, as our president said. Whether you like that or not, whether it's justified legally or not, I'm not weighing in. I'm just saying. That's, that's a fact. If you don't believe me, look at your Twitter feed from last night. And, and thank goodness we have this Twitter feed reporting on it because the left doesn't want to report on it. Because it's all very bad for them, electorally speaking, November 3rd wise. On Tuesday night, two people were shot dead and one wounded in Kenosha where armed men had gathered to protect property car lots and things like that. Milwaukee Journey, Journal Sentinel reports, social media footage appears to show at least three people were shot. A widely shared video shows a man sprinting into a car lot at 63rd and Sheridan, carrying a long gun. Someone pursuing him appears to throw something toward him. Multiple gunshots are heard. Another video posted to Twitter by Shelby Talcott of The Daily Caller, saw this one too, shows a gunshot victim lying in the parking lot. The victim, who appears to be the man who had been pursuing the gunman, running after a gunman, need fathers out there telling the boys not to act like this, had been shot in the head. This is what happens. Bystanders were applying pressure to the wound, which is idiotic. It's a, it's a cranial gunshot entry. Donezo, right? He died, died later in the night. And these people are saying, call the cops. You, you can't write this stuff. They're saying, call the cops. Say, these are the same people that were trying to burn down the precincts. Okay, reciprocal. I don't even need to make the joke. So the president sending this all was happening last night. I was watching it on my Twitter feed. Outrageous stuff. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. When you're in the a different kind of area, it's a little different in certain suburbs than certain herbs. 
So the president's sending troops and law enforcement to Kenosha. Again, this is all National Review reportage because no one else will touch it. President Trump tweeted early this afternoon that after consultation between administration and Wisconsin officials, Governor Evers has agreed to accept federal security and law enforcement assistance. Thus, the president says he will forthwith be dispatching the National Guard troops as well as federal law enforcement. So that's, that's something. Lives would have been saved and people's businesses would have been saved if the governor would have accepted aid from the president. These Democrat governors are shameless. The blood is on their hands as well. I shouldn't have to tell you this, but I think I do. This is breaking just a couple hours ago. Teens suspected in Kenosha shooting taken into custody in Illinois charged with first degree murder. We're waiting on the facts here. That's what I'm going to say so people don't complain. But... He was defending property and maybe self or others, which would be justifiable. Property, highly questionable, doubtful that it would be justifiable. Self or others, maybe. We're waiting to see as it develops, so no one quote this out of, out of turn. Daily Wire reports, 17-year-old Antioch, Illinois man has been arrested in connection with a shooting in Kenosha Tuesday night that left two people dead and one injured. What do you, I mean, what, what do you guys think happens? America's gone soft. We're not the same people we were in 1776 or 1861. We're, we're, we're much softer on the average, but in a place of 360 million citizens, there are still some toughs left on the other side of things. And this is what's going to happen when the looting starts. The shooting will start, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's good or not. It's just a fact. And the, this guy, that guy, died. What do you think is going to happen, man? The teen is not a Wisconsin resident. He was taken into custody by Antioch police on Wednesday morning and is being held in a juvenile detention facility in Lake County, just south of the Illinois-Wisconsin border. He's expected to be charged with first-degree intentional homicide, according to the charging document, which was issued in Kenosha. Now, remember, George Soros, wicked radical George Soros, who's really one of the main heads concocting all this rapist war between blacks and whites, who, come on, we have plenty to be friends about. There's nothing, it's boring. This, is, this isn't, you know, the 1940s or the 1860s. Who cares? Just get along. We should be getting along. And we are without being artificially stirred against each other. Blacks and whites should be getting along if not for the inorganic, top-down, planned, organized, calculated chaos, which we're seeing in places like Kenosha and pretty much all over America. Generally speaking, let's talk, let's close with these Black Lives Matter thoughts. Sean King promises to name cops who may or may not be the officer who shot Jacob Blake, meaning he's stirring and he, he wants, he ostensibly wants violence. I would point out to the traditional Catholics out there, that consider themselves Tradinistas or Bernie bros, that Sean King has these connections to Bernie Sanders, and Sean King is openly stirring up race hatred. This is the same guy who called for the destruction of the statues of Jesus and Mary. Also, he gave a speech at Brooklyn College for Bernie Sanders' campaign launch. Also, uh, as the Washington Examiner piece points out, meet the traditionalist Catholic Bernie bros, talks about a group of semi-public Catholics who are Bernie Sanders supporters. You got a real conflict of interest here. 
because Sean King, who also is a Bernie bro, like some of these trad Catholic LARPers who are called the Tradinistas, he's a bad dude, calling for bad stuff. Daily Caller reports social media activist Sean King in a Tuesday tweet vowed that he would indiscriminately name police officers of Kenosha surrounding the shooting until authorities released the identity of the actual officer who shot Jacob Blake. So this is like an act of violent doxing, indiscriminate doxing. To the Kenosha Police Department, if you do not name the officer, he said, who brutally shot Jacob Blake, he didn't brutally shoot him, he just, he was escaping, he reached for something that was likely a weapon, and he was shot. Uh, on Sunday, we will simply begin naming police officers from your department, who may or may not be him. King wrote, F it, your protection of his identity is unethical, what's his name? You, you don't run the show. You don't run the show. You're not, you're not in charge. You're not a shot caller, Sean King. He followed up his remarks by posting the names of two Kenosha Police Department officers and an image of one of them. The activist claimed one of the officers is under protective custody, but his allegation is substantiated only by a text message, the source of which is unknown. A spokesperson for Twitter on Wednesday morning said, I'll get back to you in response to multiple requests from the Daily Caller News Foundation asking whether King's tweet violated their conduct guidelines, but has not yet provided further information. Remember the double standards of the big tech, the social media people, like Twitter. It's shameless, vile, disgusting. It's like in the South in the 1850s. Like it is these redneck juries that wouldn't hang murderers, lynch gang murderers, real white racists in the 1850s. That's, that's the people who run big tech. Netflix ran something, ran Beyonce's racist title, Black is King. Why don't your juries hang murderers? The NBA congratulates Montrezl Harris for apologizing for his racism without even so much as a slap on the wrist. Why don't your juries hang murderers? Also, Netflix ran a comedy piece, it was supposed to be a comedy piece called Dear White People. It's the namesake for this show, Dear Black People. And it, it was not meted and measured and justice-minded and juridically sound the way this video is. That video was racist, Dear White People. Netflix, they're flaunting the double standard. It's not something that they're doing without noticing it. Dumb, dumb white people I know say that all the time. Do they realize this is a double standard? Yes, yes. They're the geniuses behind the mask the big tech companies who are weaponizing and shoving our noses in the double standard. And it's, it's what Hitler did to his untouchables, the untouchables in the early and mid-1930s. He shoved their nose in, okay, you are subhuman. That's what, that's what is being done to straight white males, dear white people, particularly males, particularly straight white males. It's a fact. So Twitter, Twitter is as bad as Netflix, Google, all of them. Sean King also said on the Kenosha riots, I'm not going to call for peace. Who listens to this little cuck? Who listens to this little cuck? I'd love to box this dude. Can he, will, will he do that? Can we do that for charity? Charity of our choice? Three-round boxing match? Who listens to this little 
Daily Wire reports, in response to the riots and mayhem in Kenosha, Wisconsin, following a police-involved incident that saw a white police officer shoot a black suspect several times in the back, racial justice activist, that's, that's a lie, that's not what he is, he, he's a, a radical terrorist, Sean King openly declared he would not be calling for peace. N nah, He's, he means no, he said nah. I'm not going to call for peace. We've tried peace for years. Y'all don't understand that language. We are calling for a complete dismantling of American policing. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's not broken. It was built to work this way. You don't, you don't know how the manufacturer, whether it's a design flaw or a manufacturer flaw. You're not, you're not smart. You don't know this. You're a moron. Just because it's working a certain way as imputed by you doesn't mean, A, it's actually working that way. Even if it was working that way, B, it doesn't mean it was designed that way. It could be a manufacturer flaw. You're dumb, Sean King. You're a moron. You're a cuck. Come on the show. I'd love to have you on the show. I'd love to box you. I'd love to have you on the show to debate you. Anywhere. Someone get Sean King. Tell him I said so. Give him my best regards. You're, you're a punk. It's not broken. It was built to work this way. And mayhem is the consequence. You earned it. He tweeted on Sunday night. And I didn't earn shit, man. I didn't earn any of this. And if you're going to threaten with violence, then sooner or later, maybe after the election, then you will get the full extent of the American law. All right, so the political fallout of all this works this way. There's an article called, it's showing up in the polling, CNN hosts worry Dems will face electoral consequences if they don't address writing. Of course. Now, the deciders, the left, is very shrewd, usually, and that's why they're, they're curtailing all this. Because the threats and the bullying by the people claim, claiming they're being bullied, people like LeBron James and the social justice warriors, they're the real bullies. They're, they're the ones behind them, the guy behind the guy behind the guy, they're very smart. But they realize, because they're smart, that they've overplayed their hand here. The morons in the political middle are going to be turned off. You're going to the wrong places. The, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa people are going out to the suburbs where there's a lot of people in the squishy middle, politically, ideologically, and they're setting on fire the property of those whose vote they hope to court on November 3rd. Those people are dumb that are setting that on fire. And the smart people on the radical left, guys behind the guys behind the guys, they're saying, pull it back. National Review reports CNN's Don Lemon, I mentioned this is the beginning of the show, warns Democrats of electoral consequences if they fail to address the blind spot that's prevented them from condemning the rioting that plagues the country nightly. I think, he quotes, Democrats are ignoring this problem, are hoping it'll go away, and it's not going to go away, Lemon remarked to fellow CNN host Chris Cuomo on Tuesday night, another cuck. Take note there at home, everyone put a pin in this, that this is a swing state in a suburb, or a city that's closer to a suburb, in a swing state, Wisconsin. Take note, I don't know what's gonna happen exactly. Let me close with Blessed Pius IX, Trad Pope to be sure, and Quanta Cura, prophetic statement on socialism and communism, because that's all this is. This is so socialist style communism, there are three general types of socialism. It's kind of a mixture of two of them. And it, what he wrote at the beginning of the 1900s, uh, 1800s, 19th century, is 
apropos of exactly what we're seeing on the TV here in August now, 2020, Anno Domini, it applies to July 2020, it applied to June 2020, and late May 2020 when I was getting mad watching Fox News lie about this stuff by saying it was peaceful protesting. For teaching and professing the most fatal error of communism and socialism, they assert that domestic society or the family derives the whole principle of its existence from the civil law alone. This is kind of error number one. And consequently, that on the civil law alone depend all rights of parents over their children and especially that of providing for education. So this should sound really familiar now. This is the big tech, big media, big ac academy, big entertainment news uh, media lie that you're getting, not day in, day out, but minute in, minute out, hour in, hour out. By which impious or impious opinions and machinations these most deceitful men, writes Pius IX, chiefly aim at this result, viz that the salutary teaching and influence of the Catholic Church may be entirely banished from the instruction and education of youth, done, put a pin in that, and that the tender and flexible minds of young men may be infected and depraved by every most pernicious error and vice. For all who have endeavored to throw into confusion things both sacred and secular and to subvert the right order of society and to abolish all rights, human and divine, have always devoted all their nefarious schemes, devices, and efforts to deceiving and depraving incautious youth and have placed all their hope in its corruption. This is the best description, gentle viewers, black, white, whatever, of Black Lives Matter. What you just heard from, from Blessed Pius IX, Trad Pope from the beginning of the 1800s. He described it, he knew it was coming 200 years out, all summer, this was the, just like 2018 was the summer of shame in the Roman Catholic Church, 2020 was the summer of race riots, was the summer of calculated chaos, cooked up by the radical left. And now, in November especially, they're going to reap the rewards. They're going to reap the blame. They overplayed their hand. This is what, this is the only way the left tends to lose. They're clever. But sometimes they go too far because they get so many wins, they get cocky, and this is what's happened. And some, you know, some of the people get, you know, capped in the dome and end up losing their lives. But they don't care. See, the Roman Catholic Church cares about all God's children: black, white, yellow, brown, Catholic, Protestant, even the non-Christian faiths. We want to convert them, conquer all the world under a cross, like Constantine said. In 300 AD. This is the best, I'm talking about Pius IX's description in Quanta Cura, description I've heard ever of what's going on with Black Lives Matter. So that's a little, uh, quite a lot actually to think about. Longer video that I've done in a while, Dear Black People and Dear Black Lives Matter and Dear Betas in the political and ideological middle. Think with your brain, not with your heart. It doesn't actually think, it just pumps blood. And consider this as we move toward the election and as we move toward reaping the results, all of us together as a nation, even though a lot of us hate each other, as we move, and I don't mean blacks and whites, I mean left and right, Christian and anti-Christian. That's where the hatred is, not, not black versus white. I love black people. Black people love, tend to love me. I'm talking about Christian versus anti-Christian, left versus right, which is, ends up being the same thing, anti-Christian versus Christian left versus right. We're all going to reap the benefits or the 
punishments together, and that, that seems to come be coming around. And if the left loved China, they they might they might overtake us because we're a house divided against ourselves. And and there's there's not that much that can be done now. But uh, you've seen that the radical left are the enemies not only of good Americans, good Christian Americans of goodwill, but really all of humanity. They're vile. They're terrorists, as I told you, and got fired for back on June third. And I won't back down to them, but, but God bless America, God bless black people, God bless white people, and God bless little Cannon, five-year-old boy who was murdered, little white boy, murdered by a hateful scumbag, a black man. And the, the media buried this. They're, his family is seeking the death penalty, as they should, and this traditional Catholic says, go for it, I hope you get it. But, but God bless all law-abiding Americans, and all those who are of goodwill, particularly Christians, particularly Christian Americans. This is our land. This land is my land. It's, this land is your land. It's the land of Christians. And we have got to take back the culture. God bless you all. If you want to take back the culture, see timothyjgordon.com. I've got three classes, one on church history, one on Aristotle's ethics, one on Catholic Republic that you can click and roll and go see. Like this video, hit the bell, subscribe before you do those two things if you haven't yet. God bless America, God bless all races, like the, the color of the rainbow if I can be gay in closing. God bless you guys, peace.